Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. Do you have a favorite four-letter word? Seriously? That's a, I mean, that's a loaded question. <laughs> it doesn't have to be loaded. It's only loaded if you're into barnyard language. Well, of course I am. I mean, I'd have to say my favorite four-letter word is like fuck or shit. Probably. <laughs> Do you want to know what my favorite four-letter word is? Yeah. H-O-P-E. That's hope. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. You're so pure. <laughs> I told you this didn't have to be about barnyard language. True, true. And uh, are you bringing this up because we're going to be living by a book about hope? Because uh, I really hope we're not living by a book about shit. <laughs> yes. You know where this is going. We're going to do it. Because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book.
In each episode of By the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And today, we are living by The Book of Hope, A Survival Guide for Trying Times by Douglas Carlton Abrams and Jane Goodall. Dr. Jane Goodall is an English ethologist and environmentalist. At 23 years old, she met the famous paleoanthropologist Dr. Louis Leakey while she was visiting a friend in Kenya, and he offered her the chance to be the first person to study chimpanzees in the wild. Dr. Jane Goodall's research at Gombe National Park spanned 60 years, and she became the world's foremost expert on chimpanzees, famously noting their use of tools, familial interactions, and even armed conflict. Over the course of her work, she learned firsthand not only about the problems facing chimpanzees, but also those facing humans and the environment. She shares her wisdom with millions around the world via her lectures, podcasts, and writings, and in April 2002, she was named a UN Messenger of Peace. As for Douglas Abrams, he's a former editor at the University of California Press and Harper San Francisco. He is the co-founder of Idea Architects, a book and media development agency which works with visionary authors to create a wiser, healthier, and more just world. In 2016, he co-wrote the New York Times bestselling book, The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, with the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. This book became the first in the Global Icon series. In 2021, the second book in the series, The Book of Hope, which Abrams co-authored with Jane Goodall, was released and it became an instant New York Times bestseller. In The Book of Hope, Douglas Carlton Abrams interviews Jane Goodall about what hope is and how it's central to her work. Goodall explains that it isn't a made-up religious or social concept, nor is it passive wishful thinking. Rather, hope is a crucial survival trait that has sustained our species from the time of the Stone Age. It involves envisioning the future while recognizing the inevitable challenges. It sparks action. And when we keep it alive, we don't give up. When prodded by Abrams about how, in our trying times and on our dying planet, we can keep hope alive, Goodall provides her four reasons to hope. These reasons make up the Book of Hope. Here's how you do it. Step one, find hope in the amazing human intellect. Be comforted by the fact that our brains, adaptability, and ability to cooperate have gotten us this far, but don't be above finding wisdom outside our species. Look at problems from different points of view instead of looking for revenge. Find ways to work with others toward the common good. Persuade people with stories as they speak louder than statistics. Use social media as a tool for positive change. And follow the golden rule. Step two, find hope in the resilience of nature. Take at least one walk a day, and with a dog if you can, as giving the dog happiness gives the walk purpose. Appreciate the natural world. Say hello to the trees and plant new ones. Learn about and be a steward of the earth. Be inspired by the ways nature finds a way, even in the worst of circumstances. And take care of your fellow humans so they, too, can take care of the environment. Step three, find hope in the power of young people. Be inspired by the energy of young people. Listen to their concerns and allow them to be upset. Support them and instill them with a sense of hope. Empower, educate, and engage them in the political process, but don't expect them to solve all the problems they inherited. Cut down on unnecessary consumption and teach them to do the same. And work to make the world better for future generations every single day. Step four. 
Find hope in the indomitable human spirit. Surround yourself with a support network. Have a sense of humor. Be ennobled, not embittered by suffering. Find inspiration in those who've lived with resilience and courage. Tap into the grit you've used to tackle your toughest personal problems and apply it to the fight for justice. Inspire others through your actions and aim to be a messenger of hope, as hope is contagious. That's what the book says. And so that's what you and I did, Jolenta, for two weeks straight. We sure did. Let's start with you, shall we? Kristen, I want to hear all about your first week of living by the Book of Hope, a survival guide for trying times. How did it go? Where did you start? Alrighty. Well, I started with step two. Oh, nice. Find hope in the resilience of nature. Yes. And one part of the step I really loved was to say hello to the trees. I love trees, as you know, Jolenta, (laughs) and I have a lot of favorite trees in Brooklyn, back in Minneapolis where I grew up. When my mother passed away, we scattered her ashes at the foot of one of her favorite trees. Mm. But there is one tree in particular for this book that I knew I wanted to say hello to and interact with, a tree that I've only admired from afar, but I decided to get up close and personal with. Listen. I often observed this tree. It's a giant, giant tree, like five stories tall. It's like a canopy fort, and there are usually children playing under this fort, but there are no children under it today, maybe because it's like 90 degrees out. So I decided to come under this tree for some solace, but this helicopter is so fucking loud that it's kind of ruining my nature moment, and I know that's just the way it is in the city. There's going to be sometimes loud noises, but I really wish it would leave. Oh, God, now there's another helicopter. I just want to enjoy this magic tree, this magic moment under this fort tree while I have it all to myself. What is that beeping noise? (sighs) Oh, Kristen, what a serene, picturesque (laughs) tree fort day you had. Uh, Isn't that the worst? Aren't there some days where you're like, Can the city just shut up for, like, two fucking seconds so I can enjoy this and pretend I'm, like, someplace nice? Yes. And I don't know if you know this tree, Jolenta, but it's right next to the Autobahn Center. Mm -hmm. Dead center inside Prospect Park. So it's not anywhere near any roads or anything. Right. Right. And you would think that would be serene, but no. It was like a park services truck and stuff. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. gosh. It was not serene. But when I told Dean about it, he suggested we go on a sunset walk alongside the park the next night. Here we are. What do you think it is? Is it frogs? I think um, it's the sounds of nature. (laughs) I think it's probably cicadas. We're amongst the trees. Are cicadas like crickets where the boys rub their legs together to get girlfriends? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That cicadas only came out every, like, nine years or something. Well, there are some cicadas that only come out every few years, but there's also lots and lots of different kinds of cicadas. Cicadas not like an insect, it's a family of insects. So, like, I don't know, maybe there's a Prospect Park running trail cicada. Well, 
those cicadas almost as bad as the helicopters. <laughs> no, but at least they're like part of nature. At least they're natural. Yes. That is what the book says to enjoy, the natural, yes. not the helicopter. Yes. And then after all the noise of those cicadas, Dean and I decided to do another part of step two later in the week, plant a tree or, Ooh. in our case, plant some flowers. Listen. Oh, I like this one. This one's so pretty, honey. That's pretty, but look at this one here. Oh. It says it attracts native bees. I want to attract native bees. I know you do. You love a bee. Do you think that if we put them on the fourth floor balcony, though, that uh, the bees will come up to us? That's a long ways for bees to fly, isn't it? I think bees love flowers. I think they'll find them. Even the big fatties. You know I love the big fatties. I love the big fat bees. I'm sure they'll find our flowers. Let's get this one. Let's do it. Wow. 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 Very impressed. So far, you've done a bunch of stuff, and we're still only on step two. Also, <laughs> like, I I commend you. And I do think the bees will find the flowers. I hope so. <laughs> Curious, though, did you do any other steps during the first week? Um, it, it was hard to tear myself away from step two. It was fun. Right. But I will say this. At the end of the week... I did do step three. I went to an outdoor bar with my friend Katina, who helped me with it. Reminder, step three is find hope in the power of young people. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. And there is not a more perfect person in the world than Katina to help with this step. She has no children of her own, and she has never had any desire whatsoever to procreate but she loves young people. She has taught youth journalism for years and years and years. She even wrote a best-selling book on youth journalism. And her mission in life is to empower kids to use their voices for the greater good, to advocate for themselves, to stand up to the bad guys. And she always says that the kids she teaches restore her faith in the world. And she has so much faith. She's really, honestly, one of the happiest people I've ever known. And she says it's because of young people that she's so happy. So over drinks with Katina, I asked the following. So I was wondering, would it be of any use to you or your youth journalism programs if I donated some books of mine, my podcasting books? That would be amazing. Like, how many would you want and where would I send them? Would I just give them to you? I would be I would be happy to pay the postage and everything. I like, mean, I can find out what schools, either New York or Chicago, who are doing podcast programs. I'm starting, I'm working with a school in Chicago who's just starting up a new podcasting program. And they would love to have your book. And these are, these are like really excited kids. The teacher's amazing. You would love her. And she would be thrilled, beyond thrilled to have your book. I would be beyond thrilled to be able to donate them. So, yeah, and any information you can give me would be great. Thank you. No, thank you. Yay, thank you. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Of course, that makes so much sense. Plus, like, that book is so helpful. And, like, young people, it's totally approachable for young people. Such a good idea, Kristen. Oh, Jolenta, thank you. I really appreciate that, and I hope you're right. I hope that these kids will feel that I'm speaking to them. I am speaking to them. As you know, I tried to make my book a message of like all of us have a voice that is powerful mm. and that we can use for the greater good. So yeah, that's how I uh, committed myself to donating 100 books. Nice. I love it. I think Jane Goodall would love it. Well, you know what else Jane Goodall would love, Jolenta? What? Hearing about you because that's how I ended my first week and that means we need to hear about how you started off Living by the Book of Hope. 
All right, Kristen. I was excited to live by this book. I'm excited to see Jane Goodall's name anywhere. I've loved her for as long as I can remember, as I'm sure like most people have. And just fair warning, I was sort of all over the place with this book. There are repeats, there are circle backs, you know. Oh, yeah. I I, I feel that. Not dissimilar from you. You spent like a whole week (laughs) on one step, like, you know. Yes, yes. So all that being said, right away, I was forced to confront step two. Okay, so that's find hope in the resilience of nature. And you say you were forced Mm -hmm. to do this step? Explain, Jolenta. Right. Okay, so while Brad is out with our dog, Frank, on their morning walk, they walk past another dog who randomly, like, snaps (gasps) around, grabs Frank, and bites him, like, pretty bad. Oh, no. This is not the first time this has happened to Frank. No, I know. Oh, God. The first time it was at a dog run and things were a little wild. And like this one was just totally out of the blue, like randomly on the street. Uh, Turns out it was a rescue greyhound and greyhounds are trained to attack rabbits and chase rabbits. And Frank has a rabbit vibe. So it was just like a freak accident. They just walked past each other. But um, it was bad. And like Brad had to call me like from the corner on the street. And I had to run out with a towel, like wrap up the dog while they waited for a car to take him to the emergency vet. And like, oh, God. And luckily, Frank was okay. It was like a bad flesh wound that required like some sort of surgical cleaning up. But after spending the night at the vet's, we got him home the next day. We were very lucky. And um, even though he was really kind of out of it because of his doggy meds, it was amazing to see how quickly he started bouncing back after like having like part of his back ripped off. Like within a few days, he was starting to act like himself, just like a slower version and kind of <laughs> like hamming it up for like cuddles and lots of scratches. Oh, he's so itchy. Oh, 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 oh. Go, baby, go. Yeah. It is crazy how fast it is getting better. Frank, I'm so impressed with you. Yeah. So proud of the baby. Oh, I'm impressed with you too, Franklin. I'm so glad that you're getting better so fast. Yeah, he is getting better every day. His stitches come out tomorrow. Like, I was shocked. Nature is amazing and resilient and, like, helps us, like, heal when things go awry. So it was a journey. Wow. Yeah. And a great reminder of everything Jane Goodall says about nature finding a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, with that, I don't want to use the word tragedy, but <laughs> but that upset, shock, and trauma, with, with all of that, were you even able to do anything else in week one? After that, I would be like, I don't know if I can do anything else after this. <laughs> well, I did do a little more. I did some step four, actually. Ah, that is find hope in the indomitable human spirit. Exactly. Um, It's like, needless to say, I was having a bit of a hard time. And, like, I really hated the fact that I couldn't help with going to the vet because I'm still on those high doses of immunosuppressants and I can't afford to, like, take the same risks most other people are taking right now, like as far as not masking and like going out into the world. Um, So I was just very angry and frustrated about, you know, being forced to like 
stay inside, drop out of society. And like, I was already frustrated about like being forced to drop out of society. And I never thought it would like get in the way of my ability to like take care of my little baby doggy. So I was like extra frustrated. And it was like driving me nuts. But luckily, the book says we should find inspiration in those who've lived with resilience and courage, and that we should surround ourselves with like good support networks. So I turned to Facebook with my angst, and I searched for groups of people who are still having to quarantine like me. Okay, I just found these two Facebook groups, and I think I'm like already in love with them. There's this one, immunocompromised people are not expendable. I love it. And like, I'm learning new stuff already from it. Like the first post, someone says like, the way immunocompetent people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of the word immunocompetent. Uh, duh. I love it. And then in this other group, still coviding, I can totally relate to this post someone made anonymously. They said, has anyone come up with a way to live with a partner that wants to socialize once per month? Like, I've spoken to my therapist about it. Therapist says, I can't expect my partner to isolate indefinitely. It's affecting their mental health. Like, Brad and I deal with this, too. And it's kind of a unique problem right now, but I don't think it's that unique. It's just nice to know I'm not alone with these day-to-day struggles, even though I feel super isolated because I'm literally still isolating. Ugh, I am very happy I took the time to look for these little groups. Yes, Jolenta, you are not alone. Yeah, I'm never alone with the internet. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I was honestly really happy that I followed the book's advice to sort of look outside of myself for hope because I was definitely in a prime position to like wallow in self-pity. And just the act of finding these groups sort of like helped pull me out of it. And uh, it was a pretty okay place to end my first week, I thought. I think so too. And I can hardly wait to hear where things go in week two. But first... We have to take a quick break. Yes, but before we break, have you lived by the Book of Hope, a survival guide for trying times? Did it help you hope? Did it try you? Uh, Share your story with us. Our Facebook group is always lively, facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod, or you can email us directly at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Save big money and start your spring project with help from Menards. We offer a huge selection of body plants, veggies, and herbs to plant at home and grow yourself. Right now, all four and a half inch body plants are on sale through May 5th. Head to the Menards Garden Center to get your garden growing and check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. 
Okay, Kristen, it is time to hear about your second week of living by the Book of Hope. Tell me about it. Did you do just like a bunch more step two? <laughs> more nature? I did. I admit it. Ah, did you really? Oh my gosh. I, I, I started the second week, but you'll be proud here. Mm-hmm. I started the second week with a step two combo. Okay. It was step two and step one all together. So find hope in the amazing human intellect and find hope in the resiliency of nature. Yes, and the book says to take a walk every day, which is something I already do, but I decided to take things up a level by adding audiobook memoirs to my walks. I chose only books in which the authors themselves serve as the narrator, so they're telling their own story in their own voice, and I figured it would be a great way to hear about how other people's brains work, uh, be introduced to new points of view, hear stories of resiliency, all the things that Jane Goodall wants us to do, and to take things even further, I tried to crowdsource my books on social media, like you, Jolenta, using Mm -hmm. social media for good. And um, huge thanks to everybody out there who suggested I start with Jessica Simpson's open book. Loved it. And Huma Abedin's Both And. Uh, I devoured both of those books over the course of many hours-long walks during my second week. And uh, I think I'm going to keep that habit up in the coming months. It's been such a joy listening to other people tell their stories to me. That's so fun. I love it. And I how I really want to know about Huma Abedin's book. Oh, she's a fascinating person. She really is. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what did you do after that? I did some more of step three. And that is find hope in the power of young people. Yes. And part of this step is to cut down on unnecessary consumption Mm -hmm. and work to make the world better for future generations every single day. So Dean and I did that by trying Too Good to Go. Do you know what Too Good to Go is, Jolenta? I like kind of think I do. Is that where you get like leftovers from nice restaurants or something? Or am I making that up? No, no, no. That That's totally right. You get this app and you use it to buy discount food from restaurants, uh, grocery stores, oh, nice. bodegas, any place that might throw out food at the end of the night, bakeries, coffee shops, and so on. Mm-hmm. Stuff that like would be, yeah, going in the trash. Yes. And uh, friends have been suggesting that Dean and I try this for years, and we finally did. Here we are looking at all the items from our first pickup. All right. So shall we do an inventory of what we got in our bag? It seems like a lot. It does. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, kale. Is this baby spinach over in this one? Oh, my God. We got two boxes of greens. Yeah. (gasps) Baby carrots. Yeah. Oh, and what is this? Two this is like French loaves. Oh my god! Is that a sandwich? It is. It's a giant foot-long sandwich, and the expiration date on the sandwich isn't even for like three more days. Cocktail sauce? <laughs> okay, well, we'll find a use for it. I'm sure. I'm sure you're very inventive. You can find a way to use cocktail sauce. Um, okay, so this root beer with stevia. I know you're not a root beer fan, but I'm very excited to try this root beer. Well, this looks good, good to you. me. I'm into it. I'm not a root beer fan, but sure, whatever floats your boat. Floats. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe how much food they gave us, honey. Amazing. All for five ninety nine, and supposedly it says here on the app that we saved two 
kgs of co2e that's awesome oh my gosh that sounds so cool it was. It was like opening a Christmas present. Right. Food Christmas. Yes, exactly. And you know, Jolenta, that I love a bargain, so I loved that aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also know I hate food waste. So it was a win, a win, and a Christmas win all in one. <laughs> it is the most you thing that I've heard of in a while. I am very on board. <laughs> um, how did you end your second week? Did you do anything else? Yes, I ended the second week with step four, and I admit it, a little bit more of step two thrown in there. Oh my gosh, you can't get enough of step two. Um, Okay, so (laughs) step four is find hope in the indomitable human spirit. And step two, as we know by now, is find hope in the resiliency of nature. Yes, and part of step four is to surround ourselves with a support network and also to have a sense of humor. And I figured, why not do both of those things in nature? So I organized a picnic in Prospect Park on the night they were showing Fame, the movie from the 1980s on the big screen. Uh, One of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, it's an absolutely terrible movie. We'll get to that later. I'm sorry. They <laughs> invented the running out of school and dancing in the street on top of cars and cabs genre. And that is a good genre. Uh, that's the only good part of the movie, and everyone cheered, and then... Um, I'm sorry, Irene Cara. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder where I've been, who I am, do I fit in? Yeah, I know lots of things. Yes! <laughs> anywho, anywho, I asked that everyone shop their closets and dress in their most 80s-looking clothes that they could find in the back of the closets, in the bottom of their drawers, so that we could show up in the spirit of Irene Cara with our headbands, with our short shorts. And we did it. Listen. Oh. Hello! Oh, yes! Oh, Looking good, honey! About the best oh, oh, my God! Here we go! She wants to dress up 80s style, so we decided to do it. You guys look so great! Oh, my God, I love it! Wow. You guys look so great. All right, so we have lychee cocktails. We, we have, have cheese. Cocktails too. Oh, you have cocktails too? The yogurt dip. Very exciting. Watermelon oh, salad. Ooh, yummy. I'm Eric. This is Mark. Oh, I have met you before. Yeah. You weren't in this outfit. I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a lovely, like, summery picnic, too. Lychee, watermelon, oh, fame, ugh. Ugh, yes, it was such a great summer night. And again, the movie sucked, but at the end, we still laughed a lot. We had our cute outfits on, and everybody there, I'm sure they're going to remember my name because I was cheering through the whole thing. Mm, What a fun, fun way to end that second week. I love it. And I saw you post a picture of this on Instagram. Maybe I'll steal it and put it on the By the Book Instagram because it was adorable. Ah, yes. (laughs) There's other photos, too. I haven't posted yet of all of us in our 80s clothes. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Anywho, let's get to you, Jolenta. Now that my second week is over, we need to hear about your second week. Tell us about it. All right. I started my second week with step one. Ah, yes. Step one is finding hope in the human intellect. Mm -hmm. And I was facing a dilemma. Uh, Brad and I were feeling very trapped. 
not only does, you know, my immunocompromised state force us into like some isolation, but now we were stuck inside constantly monitoring this dog who isn't allowed to even go on walks anymore, is covered in stitches, like isn't shouldn't be shaking, shouldn't be scratching. You know, it was just an intense close quarters environment. Oh, yeah. That is a total recipe for cabin fever or apartment fever. Oof, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I decided I would use my own human intellect to look (laughs) at my problem from different points of view, like the book says, and to see if I could come up with some sort of solution. And I think I came up with a pretty good one. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. What if, don't make fun of me. Mm-hmm. What if we just go to my mom's house this weekend for like a night or two for like a little staycation by the park? <laughs> I like it. Yeah? Yeah. I think it would be fun. I've never stayed over at your mom's place. Oh my gosh, right. It's next to the park. Frank can convalesce. I would wake up and just like be able to bike, just be able to like roll out of bed into the park yeah. and like go to the farmer's market. Yeah. If you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. That kind of sounds Fun. I'll go ask her if we're invited. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go invite ourselves. That's a good step one. <laughs> we were invited. Yay! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we figured if we had to be stuck inside, we could at least change, like, the inside that we were stuck in and make it, like, a little closer to the park. I love that idea. I love it. And what happened after that? So I did step three. That is finding hope in the power of young people. Mm -hmm. And for this one, I did some cutting down on unnecessary consumption. Uh, While I was putting away some clothes at my mom's house, I found this shirt that I don't really like that much. Even though it's like a nice cotton shirt, it's made with like factory scraps. So it's like, you know, good for the environment cotton. But the color is the same exact color as my skin tone. So I look like very washed out, if not like sort of weirdly naked. (laughs) But I had an idea for something I could do with it that would help me cut down on some consumption. And here I am showing my mom. Here, look what I made. It's little cotton pads that are reusable to, like, wipe off your makeup and stuff. You just fold it up, and it's as good as a cotton ball, a really flat one. That's great. I made it out of a shirt. Yeah. That obviously washes me out. Have you tried it? Yeah, it works really well. You just put, like, I use blue tansy oil, and I just fold it up, and I, like, swipe it in the little pot, and then I wipe away, like, my mascara, my eyebrows. Yeah, it actually does a pretty good job. One thing I don't like about cotton balls is mm. I feel like it gets so absorbed. Oh, in the yeah. Ball like that you so lose absorbed the that it goes away. So, this is kind of nice because it like will sit on top a lot more. Yeah. And then you, know, you like mush it on your finger. Yeah. And then I put them in like a little mesh baggie I can, and wash it. And they also probably exfoliate. exfoliate a little more than like a cotton ball would too. Maybe, yeah. Cool. Jolenta, this is so good. If you have any of your homemade cotton balls to spare, I will take some of those off your hands. Oh my gosh. I have so, you can make so many from one shirt. <laughs> it was like, I was like, I don't know where to store all these. <laughs> I love this idea. I love it. Yeah. And they work great. And I just like wash them with my regular stuff. And you got some reusable cotton, cotton pads and you're not creating more waste. And Kristen, since I bet there are people younger than myself listening, I'd like to think that I just like taught 
the youth about my reusable cotton pad hack. So I think this is like a double step three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm young at heart, and you just educated me. Right. So I basically taught you a child. (laughs) Totally, totally counts. Love it. And what did you do after that? After that, I started taking advantage of my mom's proximity to the park and did some more finding hope in the resilience of nature. Ah, my favorite step. That's step two. (laughs) Right. So since we were by the park, I did a lot of park walks, especially in the evening. I liked it when it got a little darker, a little cooler, a little less crowded. Um, So here I am on a walk in the park with my mom, enjoying the resilience of nature. Wow, it does feel like, I, I literally feel like, like I'm in, like, North Carolina, South Carolina. Like, all of a sudden, Savannah. you're not in, like, look at that rat. Ah, where? It's just in the, it's it's frozen in the, it's right by that flower, the fake flower. Oh. It, it just moved a little. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, his head's up now. Yeah, there. He's kind of cute. Yeah, he's a little brown rat. <laughs> a handsome city rat, though. I was going to say, like, they're brown and generic, but like they have little spots and pink noses. <laughs> that was mandatory. <laughs> Subway rocks up pink noses too. Bad news, mom. <laughs> Oh, Jolenta. Um, I don't know if this is better or worse than my helicopters in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, rats? I'm not into rats. I know you're more into that. I mean, I did have rats as a pet, and my mom, although scared at first, as you heard, like, quickly was enjoying the rat sighting. I'd like to think we were enjoying the rat's resiliency of being a rat surviving in the city. Well, I will agree with you. City rats are (laughs) very resilient. Long after we're all dead, the rats will still be here. (laughs) They will inherit the earth. Um, So, yeah, maybe I was more hopeful. I definitely felt more refreshed and upbeat after going to the park. So, like, I'd say it was a success. Nice. And did you do anything else during week two? I did. On one of the last walks I took with my mom before we left our staycation, uh, we took some time to do a little bit of step four. That is finding hope in the indomitable human spirit. Yes. And the book says we have to have a sense of humor. And my mom has a very good one. She can always make me laugh and make herself laugh and has no problem being silly. And here we are reminiscing about a silly time and just humoring it up. There is nothing better than like historical reenactments and interacting with them. I agree. Like, who doesn't love historical reenactments? Oh. It's my fave. You love to fuck with them. You love to see if they'll break. We're like, don't you wish you had air conditioning? And they're like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, so you still think it's funny. Did, would I do that? Yes. And you'd be like, it keeps you cool. And they're like, you mean a fan? <laughs> 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 now, Jolenta, I think I've said it on the show before. You know this. One of my dream jobs is to be a reenactor actor someday. So Ugh, someday. When that happens, you and your mom need to come and heckle me and then we'll Ugh. all laugh and have a sense of humor together. <laughs> it will be a blast. And that's how you ended your second week? Yep, that's where I ended it right there. Nice. And that means it is time for us to take our second break. But first, wait, have you rated and reviewed this show? You should. 
Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Look down at where you're listening, which is probably your phone, and hit like, I don't know, all the stars and write a little comment. It helps other people find the show and we would love it if you would do it. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom, and supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. Okay, we are back, and it is verdict time. Kristen, yes. let's get down to business. Did the Book of Hope, a survival guide for trying times, actually work? Did you survive? Were you tried? <laughs> Did you have hope? Well, before I give my verdict, I have a confession. Um, like you, I, I was already a huge Jane Goodall fan, yeah. but full disclosure— I've also been a consultant for the Leakey Foundation, which is where Jane <gasps> Goodall got her start. Oh, my gosh. And where she continues to do good work. I also booked Jane Goodall to appear on a show I used to produce. So I'm just putting that out there because wow, I know wow. everyone's going to think, you're really biased. And I will say, yes, yes, I am biased. You are correct. I am biased. I love Jane Goodall. But that being said, I loved this book. Bias or not, this is mm-hmm. a fantastic book book. Jane comes off as so kind, and can I call you Jane? Uh, she's so non-judgmental, so down to earth. She admits that she feels down sometimes. She admits that she's not perfect. She comes off as very human. But, you know, part of that humanness that I just love is she's also super playful. Mm-hmm, right. You know, she has to have a bourbon every night before bed, which I think is really funny. Yes. She likes to climb trees. She likes to, you know, get into trouble. Sometimes she gets into accidents because she's trying to climb things when she shouldn't. Like, remember that one story in the book where like a rock hits her in the face and it's like 100 pounds? Oh my gosh, yeah. She's like, I go and grab this rock to climb up and it like topples <laughs> down on top of me and it's like a big rock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's very playful. She's very adventurous. She's got such a great spirit and it's hard not to feel excited and feel a Mm -hmm. sense of awe about the world when you see the world through her eyes. But of course, the big question though, beyond Jane Goodall herself is, did her book actually make me feel a little bit more hopeful? And I have to say the answer is yes. The fact that Jane still feels hope, even with all the awful things she's seen, that makes me feel better, obviously. Mm -hmm. But her action items, they genuinely made me feel better. Those action items of sitting down and talking with Katina, all you heard there was a tiny snippet of an hours-long conversation about why children give her hope. All of the food that we got from Too Good To Go, since then we've done three more pickups from them, and every time we get food from them, it feels like a wonderful surprise 
and like the right thing to do by the planet. Mm -hmm. And just like looking at nature in a different way, all of these suggestions helped. And then listening to these autobiographies of people, like I'm getting so much inspiration just hearing how other people navigate the world and hearing how their brains work and so on. So yeah, I loved this book and I think everybody should read it. If you are listening to the show, please listen to me when I say, Whoa. read The Book of Hope by Jane Goodall. That's like an, an aggressive endorsement from Kristen. Yes. <laughs> wow. I loved this book. I loved it. I loved it. I love that you loved it. <laughs> but Jolenta, let's hear from you. What did you think of The Book of Hope? What is your verdict? All right. My verdict. Kristen, I liked this book. I do have to say it was hard to maybe fully distill steps, which you ended up doing because you're amazing and thank you for that. But that's like my only negative note. The flow of the book is like so nice and gentle. It's written very well. Um, it's just, you know, conversations with Jane that end up getting into like the heaviest, like, most, you know, intense stuff, but also like, again, it feels like a natural way in. It's like listening to a great conversation. You feel like a fly on the wall with two smart, cool people talking about inspiring experiences or wild experiences that taught them a bunch of things and nature. Like, it's great. And I loved that Jane Goodall isn't a Pollyanna. She's like, oh, yeah, we're destroying our future and we're leaving a huge mess in our wake and we have to change. But Again, she breaks down the reasons why she is able to have hope with tons of examples from her own life, from her studies. And like, you know, at what, 88-ish, she's got enough life experience that I think like it's worth listening to. And like, as you said, Kristen, it worked. Even if it's just to like distract me from wallowing because my dog got bit or, like, just going on a Facebook group that doesn't make me super depressed, but, like, in fact makes me feel seen. Like, these small actions, like, definitely enhanced my life, gave me hope in a time that, like, feels kind of hopeless. And I have to say, I love how recently the book was written. Like, they address COVID and, like, current global warming issues. Mm -hmm. This isn't like, oh, she has hope because, like, the pandemic hasn't hit or whatever. It, like, addresses the world we are currently in and has advice that can get you through, like, some crazy shit with a bit of hope. So, as you said, Kristen, strongly recommend. I was surprised. I thought it would be, a, like, a little light, but it, mm -hmm. like, it, you know, goes into how to have hope, like, while, you know, the world is burning around us. Plus, there are really cool pictures and yes. there are some cute cute chimps the one where the chimp hugs her when they're releasing her did you see that picture yes, Ugh, yes. like almost i cried. loved all the photos i love the photos of jane with her family with, with her mom Ugh. oh my gosh it, it was so great and I agree with you. It comes off maybe initially like a little gentle and soothing and you don't realize as you're being lulled into this gentle, safe place that you are getting so much wisdom. Right. Like really useful wisdom from Jane. Yeah. Well, glowing verdict from both of us. And that's it for this episode of By the Book. As always, huge, huge thank you to our amazing production team, Corinne Wallace and Marcus Ham. They give us hope. 
Also, <laughs> thanks to Nate Wida. He composed our theme song. And thank you to the Rizzos who performed our theme song. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read the Book of Hope, a survival guide for trying times, and if it worked or didn't work for you. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ByTheBookPod. We hope to hear from you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. 